It's the 22nd day of April. Let's read the Bible. Friends, welcome back to this year-long journey from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. Here we are near the end of April, coming up on one-third of our way through the Bible. Some people have asked, Pastor Ray, why are you doing this? Let me give you four answers to the question. Number one, because this is the Word of God. Nothing could be more valuable, more important than reading God's Word to us. Number two, the Bible, because it is the Word of God, is the foundation for our faith. Take the Bible away and Christianity simply disappears. It is the Bible that reveals to us the gospel, the message of Jesus, the hope of our salvation. Third, the Bible is the pillar and ground of truth. Here in this book, we find out how to live, how to die, how to be right with God, how to have an eternal home in heaven. And finally, when we read the Bible, God builds our faith. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by what? The Word of God. So I'm praying for myself and for you that as we, as we read together the Word of God, that He, the Lord God Almighty, would build our faith. Now, today, chapters 23 and 24, final two chapters of the Gospel of Luke. Let me just remind you here in our final day in Luke that Luke pre presents Jesus to us as the perfect man, as the ideal man, as the Son of Man, who is also the Son of God. And remember the outline of the book, from heaven to earth, chapters 1 to 3, from Galilee to Jerusalem, chapters 4 to 19, and then finally, from Jerusalem back to heaven, that's chapters 20 through 24. So in chapter 23, we're going to have the crucifixion of Jesus. Chapter 24, his amazing resurrection and then we're going to have the Jesus and the two disciples on the road to Emmaus, a fascinating little episode. Only Luke gives us these details. And at the end of chapter 24, we're going to have Jesus' victorious ascension back into heaven. From heaven to earth, ministry on earth, and from earth back to heaven. That's the gospel of Luke, the story of Jesus, the ideal man, the perfect man, the son of man. And now. Luke chapter 23. Then their whole assembly rose up and brought him before Pilate. They began to accuse him, say, We found this man misleading our nation, opposing payment of taxes to Caesar, and saying that he himself is Messiah the King. So Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered him, You say so. Pilate then told the chief priests from the crowds, I find no grounds for charging this man. But they kept insisting. He stirs up the people, teaching them throughout all Judea, from Galilee, where he started even to hear. When, when Pilate heard this, he asked if the man was a Galilean. Finding that he was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who was also in Jerusalem during those days. Herod was very glad to see Jesus. For a long time, he'd wanted to see him because he had heard about him and was hoping to see some miracle performed by him. So he kept asking him questions, but Jesus did not answer him. The chief priest and the scribes stood by, vehemently accusing him, then Herod, with his soldiers, treated him with contempt, mocked him, dressed him in bright clothing, and sent him back to Pilate. That very day, Herod and Pilate became friends. Previously, they had been enemies. Pilate called together the chief priests, the leaders, and the people, and said to them, You have brought me this man as one who misleads the people, but in fact, 
After examining him in your presence, I have found no grounds to charge this man with those things you accuse him of. Neither has Herod, because he sent him back to us. Clearly, he has done nothing to deserve death. Therefore, I will have him whipped and then release him. Then they all cried out, Take this man, release Barabbas to us. He had been thrown into prison for a rebellion that had taken place in the city and for murder, wanting to release Jesus. Pilate arrest, uh, addressed them again, but they kept shouting, Crucify! Crucify him! A third time he said to them, Why? What has this man done wrong? I have found in him no grounds for the death penalty. Therefore, I will have him whipped and then release him. But they kept up the pressure, demanding with loud voices that he be crucified, and their voices won out. So Pilate decided to grant their demand and release the one they were asking for, who had been thrown into prison for rebellion and murder. But he handed Jesus over to their will. As they led him away, they see Simon, a Cyrenian, who was coming in from the country and laid the cross on him to carry behind Jesus. A large crowd of people followed him, including women who were mourning and lamenting him, but turning to them, Jesus said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and your children. Look, the days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the women without children, the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if they do these things when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others, criminals, were also led away to be executed with him when they arrived at the place called the Skull. They crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on the right and one on the left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, because they do not know what they are doing. And they divided his clothes and cast lots. The people stood watching, and even the leaders were scoffing. He saved others. Let him save himself, if this is God's Messiah, the Chosen One. The soldiers also mocked him. They came offering him sour wine and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. And the inscription was above him, This is the king of the Jews. Then one of the criminals hanging there began to yell insults him at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other answered, rebuking him, Don't you even fear God, since you are undergoing the same punishment. We are punished justly because we're getting back what we deserve for the things we did. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon and darkness came over the whole land until three because the sun's light failed. The curtain of the sanctuary was split down the middle and Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I entrust my spirit. Saying this, he breathed his last. When the centurion saw what had happened, he began to glorify God, saying, This man really was righteous. All the crowds that had gathered for this spectacle, when they saw what had taken place, went home striking their chests. But all who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. There was a good and righteous man named Joseph, a member of the Sanhedrin, who had not agreed with their plan and action. He was from Arimathea, a Judean town, and was looking forward to the kingdom of God. He approached Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Taking it down, he wrapped it in fine linen and placed it in a tomb cut into the rock, where no one had ever been placed. It was the preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. 
the women who had come with him from Galilee followed along and observed the tomb and how his body was placed. Then they returned and prepared spices and perfumes, and they rested on the Sabbath according to the commandment. Luke 24. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came to the tomb, bringing the spices they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. They went in, but did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men stood by them in dazzling clothes. So the women were terrified and bowed down to the ground. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? Asked the men. He is not here, but he has risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, It is necessary that the Son of Man be betrayed into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and rise on the third day. And they remembered his words. Returning from the tomb, they reported all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them were telling the apostles these things. But these words seemed like nonsense to them, and they did not believe the women. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. When he stooped to look in, he saw only the linen cloths. So he went away, amazed at what had happened. Now, the same day, two of them were on their way to a village called Emmaus, which was about seven miles from Jerusalem. Together, they were discussing everything that had taken place. And while they were discussing and arguing, Jesus himself came near and began to walk with them. But they were prevented from recognizing him. Then he asked them, what is this dispute that you are having with each other as you are walking? And they stopped walking and looked discouraged. The one named Cleopas answered him, Are you the only visitor in Jerusalem who doesn't know the things that have happened in these days? What things, he asked them. So they said to him, The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet powerful in action and speech before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we were hoping that he was the one who was about to redeem Israel. Besides all this, it's the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some women from our group astounded us. They arrived early at the tomb, and when they didn't find his body, they came and reported that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they didn't see him. He said to them, how foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Wasn't it necessary for the Messiah to suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted for them the things concerning himself in all the scriptures. They came near the village where they were going, and he gave them the impression that he was going farther. But they urged him, stay with us because it's almost evening, and now the day is almost over. So we went in to stay with him. It was as he reclined at the table with them that he took the bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him, but he disappeared from their sight. They said to each other, weren't our hearts burning within us while he was talking with us on the road and explaining the scriptures to us? That very hour, they got up and returned to Jerusalem. They found the eleven and those with them gathered together who said, the Lord has truly been raised and has appeared to Simon. Then they begin to describe what had happened on the road and how he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. As they were saying these things, he himself stood in their midst. He said to them, Peace to you. 
but they were startled and terrified and thought they were seeing a ghost. Why are you troubled? He asked them. Why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Touch me and see, because a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you can see I have. Having said this, he showed them his hands and feet. But while they were still amazed and in disbelief because of their joy, he asked them, Do you have anything here to eat? So they gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate in their presence. He told them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. He also said to them, This is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead the third day, and repentance for forgiveness of sins will be proclaimed in his name to all the nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and look, I am sending you what my Father promised. As for you, stay in the city until you are empowered from on high. Then he led them out to the vicinity of Bethany. Lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was carried up into heaven. After worshiping him, they returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they were continually in the temple, praising God. From heaven to earth, from earth to heaven. Whole gospel loop. From heaven to earth, from earth to heaven. From heaven he came, to heaven he returned. While he was on the earth, he healed the sick and he raised the dead. He preached the gospel. He opened blind eyes. He proclaimed liberation to the captive. He forgave sins. He worked amazing miracles. He confounded the Pharisees. He comforted his disciples. He died on the cross. He rose from the dead. He met with his disciples. He met the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you have liked to be the, have been there for that Bible conference? That's the original Founders Week. Jesus and an audience of two explaining to them everything that was written about him in the law of the prophets and in the Psalms. It all pointed to him. He met with them. He told them, do not be afraid. Don't be fearful. He even ate some broiled fish. A ghost doesn't eat broiled fish. And when he was done, he led them out to Bethany. And in their presence, and while they were watching, he ascended back to heaven. All of it is true. From heaven to earth, from earth to heaven. That's our Savior. He's the perfect man. He's the Son of God. He's coming back again. We thank God for this wonderful, wonderful gospel of Luke. What a story and what a testimony. So go out, folks. Have a great day, a God-blessed day. We serve a living Savior. We do not preach a dead Christ. We preach we preach a living Savior, and in his name, we preach good news to all the world. So go out, as you have a chance today, share the good news with someone who needs to hear it. Come back tomorrow. We're going to hop back into the Old Testament. Guess what? Book of First Samuel, starting tomorrow, 
Don't miss it. Amazing story. God bless. Have a great day. See you back here tomorrow.